0: This show is mostly based on works of fiction, therefore any resemblance to real people or actual events is highly unlikely. Woe to you of earth and sea! Welcome to Satan is My Superhero, a show about art, culture, history and the devil. I'm your host, Judas Falling. In this episode, we will look for Satan in the early Hebrew texts. While it is there, I would argue the afterlife, let alone hell, isn't really a focus in the early Hebrew texts. Remember, it was Judaism that came up with, All
1: go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again.
0: As for Satan in Judaism and what those of us in Christendom would call the Old Testament, the word Satan turns up there first as a verb rather than a noun. Sadly, not as much Satan in the canonical Hebrew texts as we would like. I'm not angry with you, children of Abraham, just Disappointed. So let's start at the start, with the most canonical of all canonicals, Genesis. It is not specifically stated in Genesis that the serpent in the Garden of Eden is actually Satan. The simple truth is, Moses and his crew had not invented the devil yet, hence the serpent is just a serpent. Now when I say just a serpent, to begin with, the serpent is described as the cleverest and most beautiful of all Yahweh's beasts. So straight away, even though this predates our concept of Satan, the hallmarks of pride, hubris and deceitfulness are already there. Hey, I also recycle. No one ever mentions that. So immediately after being created, the very first thing Adam is told is to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The very next thing Adam is told is that he will be getting a partner.
2: What's this partner thing you're talking about?
1: I'm glad you asked. We based her on your basic design, but tweaked the crap out of it.
2: What'd you change?
1: We got rid of that dangly bit of flesh between your legs.
2: Yeah, what's that even for?
1: No idea! That's why we got rid of it. We improved the chest, too. You're going to love the chest. It produces and carries milk. What? I know, it's so cool. That's why I wanted to call her Human 2.0, but those smug know-it-alls in marketing are locked on
2: woman. You know, as soon as you said that word, woman, something happened to that dangly bit of flesh between my legs. Say it again.
1: Damn you, marketing!
0: So anyway, the serpent convinces Eve she should eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you know the rest. Hey, presto, the human race can begin all because of the serpent. What can I say? I like people. The word Satan is Hebrew for adversary or accuser. Often when the word shows up, it has been applied to an actual human being. And often the times it is used to describe a supernatural entity, that entity is on a mission from Yahweh. So as I said before, it's hard to find our Satan in the actual text. Satan appears in the book of Job as the accuser. It's implied Satan in this instance is one of Yahweh's helpers, but importantly, Satan is a conscious entity here. The accuser suggests the very pious man Job would be not so pious if he were not so blessed by Yahweh's bounty.
2: Hi Job, I'm Satan, one of Yahweh's assistants. I've come to burn down your house, murder your family and destroy your life. Just got some paperwork for you to fill out first. But why? It's Gabriel. He's all about paperwork these days. No. Why
1: are you going to destroy my life?
2: I made a bet with Yahweh about your faith.
1: But Yahweh is omniscient. There's absolutely no possible reason to test me or anyone. There is nothing I can possibly do or think that Yahweh doesn't already know.
2: And yet, here I am, Job. Here I am. Food for thought. And who's got me thinking?
0: Anyway, despite a bloody trail of dead servants and children, Job maintains his faith and the accuser is proved wrong. As a reward, Job gets all his stuff back with interest and a whole new family. Not his first family raised from the dead and restored or anything like that. No. A whole new family. Younger wife, too. Just saying. For all enthusiasts of the devil, we have a noteworthy line in Isaiah.
1: How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Please. How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? The Lord.
0: Isaiah is actually talking about a Babylonian king here, but no one seems to care. It mentions Lucifer. In the early translations, the Hebrew word for morning star, Halal, is transferred into the Latin word for light bringer, Lucifer. I hate that name. People invariably shorten it to Lucy, and then it's just a short hop, skip, and a jump to Lucy Goosey. Knock, knock. Who's there? The prince of darkness, Lucy goosey In another case of a real-life historic figure copying some demonizing, we have Ezekiel, who was a native of Jerusalem, exiled to Babylon. In chapter 28 of Ezekiel's book, he throws down a dope 16 in his rap battle with the king of Tyre, likening him to a cherub chosen to guard the Garden of Eden, but then cast down after pride had afflicted his soul with wickedness.
1: Yo, 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 listen up. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings.
0: And they have the gall to say you white people can't rap. In the book of Daniel, Danny Boy is visited by an angel who had been held up getting there by the Prince of Persia. It is generally accepted that the Prince of Persia represents an evil devil-like entity with the power to halt the progress of one of Yahweh's angels. So Jake Gyllenhaal is the devil. Maybe now we can understand Donnie Darko. Hey guys, anyone want to hear my explanation of Donnie Darko? No!
2: Don't be that douche.
0: The word Belial gets associated with Satan a lot. Just like the word Satan, it's not a noun. It means worthless. So Gentiles often get called Belial or Sons of Belial. The Dead Sea Scrolls tend to personify Belial as an actual entity, describing it as a Prince of Darkness who will bring war upon the Sons of Light. One text says Belial will tempt the children of Israel with fornication and wealth.
2: Hear me now, people. Belial will tempt you with fornication and wealth. Boo, Belial. Belial's the worst.
1: Who needs fornication and wealth? I like being horny and starving. Where would I find this Belial? You know, just, just in case I want to give him a piece of my mind. Like, do you, do you have an address or anything?
0: The book of Zechariah mentions Satan in the accuser role, but Satan neither does nor says anything other than copying an earful for harassing Joshua. You should have seen the way he was dressed. Let's go, boys! I'm going to take a short break from the show right now to talk about my sponsors and Patreon. I don't currently have sponsors or Patreon, but if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by buying my novel. It's called Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. It's available through Amazon. You don't need a Kindle to read it. Almost any digital device will do. Don't forget, Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. Now, back to the show. Up until now, I've tried to keep to the canonical text. These are the teachings that made it into the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Text didn't make the cut for many reasons. Sometimes it was because the work was considered to be fan fiction. I think the book of Enoch is a great example of that. Like any good fan fiction, it spends more time with a much-loved character who doesn't get as much screen time in the other scriptures. Enoch is canonical in Ethiopian Judaism and Ethiopian Christianity, so it's not completely ignored. Anyway, according to Enoch, Semjazar is an angel who decides the daughters of man are beautiful and comely. Semyazar then convinces 199 other angels they should go and take these beautiful and comely daughters for themselves. Semyazar gets everyone to swear an oath of defiance against Yahweh so he won't be punished alone when it all inevitably turns pear-shaped.
1: Okay, everyone who's leaving for earth with me needs to sign the waiver first.
2: You've been hanging out with Gabriel too much.
0: The 200 fallen angels make giant babies with the women of Earth.
2: Whoa, this was a huge mistake!
0: These giant babies grow up to be, well, giants. And they start destroying everything. The fallen angels also start teaching humans the secrets of the universe. I particularly enjoyed the idea that the fallen angel Azizel teaches man all about metallurgy and how to make swords, shields, you know, weapons of war and also how to properly apply eyeliner.
1: Private Jones, you've been called in front of this disciplinary hearing due to repeated uniform violations. How do you plead? Not guilty. How can you possibly say that? Have you seen your mascara? You look like Alice Cooper when he was drinking. I'm sorry, my mind's made up. It's a dishonourable discharge. Are you serious? I'm getting kicked out of the army because I'm crap with makeup. What are a soldier's three essential items for survival, Jones? Their weapons, their rations, and their. Ugh. You don't know, do you, Jones? I do. I I do. It's on the tip of my tongue. Damn straight, it's on the tip of your tongue, Jones. It's peach lip gloss, Jones. Peach lip gloss. You're no soldier. Get out! You disgust me.
0: With eyeliner clearly being the last straw, Yahweh texts Noah the rain emoji and the Great Flood wipes out the offspring of the fallen angels. The angels themselves are bound together and cast into an eternal abyss of fire. It is asserted here that anyone who transgresses Yahweh will be bound with them. As I mentioned earlier, the afterlife with a heaven and hell isn't completely lacking in the early texts, but it's not a big deal. By the 2nd or 3rd century BCE, Enoch's ghostwriter could see the marketing potential in it, and here we get a real hint of the Christian hell to follow.
2: Welcome to hell. If you could leap into this pit with the other Christians. Why can't I go in that pit? Oh, that's Hebrew hell. They don't call it that, of course, but I feel the need to keep things simple for you. Oh, so they get their own special hell? They imagine a slightly different underworld to yours. So they get that. Are you saying, if I had imagined hell as marshmallow clouds and unicorns, my hell would be all marshmallow clouds and unicorns? Oh, I would love that. That would be so much nicer than the misery that you're about to endure for the rest of eternity. I want that hell, then. Hmm. Well, let me see what I can do. Jerry, put marshmallow clouds and unicorns in the suggestion box. Now, throw the suggestion box in the pit. What happened? It burned. Well, we gave it a shot. In you go. (coughs)
0: Another piece of classic fan fiction is a mostly non canonical 1st century BCE sequel to The Garden of Eden, sometimes called The Life of Adam and Eve. Genesis
1: 2 The Life of Adam and Eve.
0: You've seen the good times, now it's time for the bad. Music by Phil Collins. In this sequel, written hundreds of years after the original, Satan is our Satan. Named as the serpent from the Garden of Eden and punished for tricking Adam and Eve by being made ugly and losing his limbs and voice. All the beasts are subjugated to Adam except the serpent.
1: So, after you sign here, you'll be in charge of all these
2: beasts. What about that one? I don't like the way it's looking at me.
1: Oh, don't worry. No arms, no legs, no voice. What's it gonna do? just poked his tongue out of me. Who cares? Its tongue looked like it could penetrate me. I get it. You're young, you think that's a bad thing. How about you just sign on for all the other beasts and not for that one? Cool. Not cool. I have to go back to the office and get a whole different set of paperwork now.
0: Anyway, Adam and Eve are now living in exile from Eden in a cave. Even after some severe punishment, Satan immediately tries to trick them again, pretending to be an angel of light. Another angel turns up just in the nick of time.
2: You guys know that Satan, right? Huh? You know, the serpent that got you kicked out of paradise and now you live in this... <laughs> sh- oh, that's Satan. Beat it, Satan. Rude. I don't come down to where you work and interfere. Satan then
0: gives it another go, trying to lead Adam and Eve back to Eden, but really intending to murder them. Luckily, Yahweh saves them at the last minute. Why the last minute? Like, is Yahweh waiting to see what will happen? Like, seriously, is Yahweh waiting to see what will happen? Satan then tricks Eve into thinking he's one of Yahweh's angels again. She falls for it again, and Satan sets fire to the cave they've been living in.
2: Satan's burned down our cave, hasn't he? Yep. But he tricked me.
0: Oh, for Back. sake. Because their cave burned down, they have to sleep outdoors, and the devil then tries to crush Adam and Eve under a rock. But Yahweh steps in at the last second again.
2: Let me do anything anymore.
0: I have never sounded like that. Frustrated, all attempts at murder have failed. Satan steals their clothes. Come on, dude, that's petty. I know, but I really hate them. More him than her. I loathe him. After that, Satan approaches Adam again and pretty much just rubs it in.
2: This is totally all mine. This rock, it's mine. That mountain, it's mine. As far as your puny primate's eyes can see and beyond, it's all mine. And you live here, so yeah. Who's your daddy now?
0: Yahweh sends another angel to drive Satan away again.
2: Get ye behind me, Satan. I'm really sorry if I'm interrupting the flow. I don't mean to be a stickler, but can I just clarify consent before I follow through on that request?
0: Then Satan returns again but this time murders both Adam and Eve. Then, plot twist, Yahweh raises Adam and Eve up again. Undeterred, Satan turns up again, this time disguised as a friendly old man.
2: Hello, mortals. I'm just an incredibly handsome and friendly old man. It might be Satan tricking us again. But he's so handsome. I know. Oh, look, here comes Yahweh. Gotta go.
0: Just after Adam and Eve have pooped, for the very first time in their lives...
2: Holy uh, shit, what the f- uh, is happening?
0: They realise pooping, farting beasts can never gain entrance into the Garden of Eden. So while they're at their lowest ebb, Satan comes back again and burns their food and tips out all their water, just like Russell did in his first season on Survivor. Just saying. Then the next day pretends again to be an angel and leads them off into the desert to die of hunger and thirst.
2: Eve, Eve, I've got an idea. What? Let's organise a password with Yahweh that only the real angels know. Or we could not follow f- strangers into the f- desert. But he was so handsome. Oh, I know.
0: Anyway, Yahweh raises them up from the dead, again. Satan comes back again and stabs Adam with a sharp stone, Only wounding him this time... Should have double-tapped. For what I think must be the thirteenth time, Satan comes back again, pretending to be an angel again, and tries to talk Adam into marrying Eve.
2: And you know, you'll be betrothed to Eve, never to share your body with another. Whoa, 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 stop. What do you mean, with another? Are there others? Well, yeah, but that won't matter. You'll be married to Eve for the rest of your tragically short mortal life. You're Satan, aren't you? Oh, you got me. What was it? What gave me away? Honestly, I didn't know it was you at all. When you said all that stuff about getting tied down, I just hoped it was you.
0: Satan comes back again, this time disguised as a beautiful maiden and tries to sell Adam on the benefits of carnal knowledge with Eve. And now Adam is tempted. He gets very emotional at this point, pleading with Yahweh to relieve him from this temptation by taking Eve away. Then weirdly, Yahweh decides that Adam and Eve should get married, even though this was Satan's idea, and the rest, as they say, is history. Definitely not history. I'd like to end where we began, with a bit of Moses. In Numbers, he is upset with the Midianite women who have been seducing Israelite men and giving them STDs. There is quite a plague of this STD, so Moses raises an army and attacks them. Afterwards, he is very displeased with how many Midianites are still alive, so he says,
1: Now therefore kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. Amen. But all the women children that have not known a man by lying with him, keep alive for yourself. Praise
0: the Lord. According to Moses' own records, they kept 32,000 virgins, for themselves now one might argue it's no different to what Simyaza and his cohort did but that was a made-up story and that's why satan is my superhero if you've enjoyed this episode please rate review subscribe you know the drill but more importantly please recommend this show to just one person i mean literally one person choose that person well Sorry, I burped in the middle of your tape. Go
1: again.